Hi, my name is Adam Bomey, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and they fall into four categories. Entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners, marketing and business coaches, folks who help others build their businesses, such as web designers, social media managers, marketing and business coaches who help others win at the game of marketing, and do-it-yourselfers who run your own businesses. If you are one or more of the above, please explore our episodes and discover how our experts can help you win in business by visiting businesscreatorsradioshow.com. I also encourage you to look up our podcast on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show and check out all of our great previous guest expert interviews. And please, if you have a chance, every five-star rating helps us spread our message far and wide and help others. Now, today, we are extremely honored to have as our special guest expert, Gary Henderson, founder of Interactivity Digital. Gary will be sharing with us great information on synchronized performance, putting it together to create your digital brand. Now, before we dive in here, let me just tell you a little bit about Gary. Gary Henderson is the founder and CEO of Interactivity Digital. He spent the last 11 years managing digital marketing in various capacities. He's worked with large brands such as Ford Motor Company, AT&T, and many major hotel chains. He's also done work for celebrities such as Christina Aguilera, Jeff Foxworthy, and Carrot Top, who's one of my favorite comedians. Interactivity Digital is an award-winning digital agency that hosts events and conferences to share knowledge with observers of digital marketing. Located in Conway, South Carolina, Interactivity Digital strives to achieve incredible success for clients and consumers. And let me just say on a personal note, Gary Henderson is a great friend of mine. I met him back in April at Suzanne Evans' Be the Change event. I think he's one of the most honest, straight-shooting guys you're going to find. And all the information he has to share with you today I think is going to be very helpful in terms of helping you build your digital brand and do more to win at the game of online marketing. So let's bring Gary on. Now, Gary, before we dive in, let's take a quick step back and give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today, helping entrepreneurs and business owners with their digital and online marketing. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I started my first digital marketing company when I was, um, I guess, about 21, 22 years old. And that's when I worked with some really, right. really large brands, um, you know, like Ford and, and most of the major hotel chains, and had just a, an amazing time. I was an outsourced um, vendor for some very large agencies. So a lot of my relationships weren't direct. They were behind the scenes. Um, around 2004, the agency started to buy up digital shops. Um, so I sold my agency um, and did some consulting and um, just just kind of relaxed for a little bit. I started so young, so I, I relaxed for a while. Um, I started Interactivity Digital about four years ago. We're actually coming up on our four-year anniversary in um, about a week. So pretty exciting there. Um, but we started Interactivity Digital and really just started with the goal of making some money. We wanted to provide some really good services back to small businesses. We wanted to provide them with a digital solution that wasn't going to take advantage of them and was going to be responsive and was going to do things the right way and do things on time. So we wanted to do all that. And four years ago, we launched the company, and we have grown tremendously um, ever since. We've kind of trimmed our services down a little bit. So we started out, and, and honestly, we were doing anything we could. Um, when you start a business, you, you kind of have to do whatever it takes to pay the bills. 
So we were doing billboards, right. and we were doing radio commercials, and, and all these other things. Um, over the years, though, we knew what we were or our strengths were, and it's it's digital marketing. So we cut a lot of the traditional services, and then about eight months ago, um, we cut web development completely, which was a, a big push for us. Right. Um, we cut our web development staff, we cut everything out, and we said, once you have a website, we will take over from there. And that's when our business just skyrocketed. You know, that's kind of interesting that you bring that up because for the first few years that I was in business, my company was a web development firm. It used to be called the Website Surgeon, and I would go to conferences and I would go to events dressed up as a surgeon. And I don't mean from Costumes R Us. I know somebody who works in a hospital and they got me the actual garb with the mask and everything that a doctor would wear in surgery. And it was a cute brand oh, wow. and it was a funny brand and people really <laughs> resonated with it. The challenge I ran into is that when I decided about three or four years ago that what we really wanted to do is help people increase their website conversions and simplify their internet marketing technology, that brand was getting in the way because they couldn't really see past the guy holding the tools in his hand who would operate on your website. So funny thing happened is our business made a huge change as well when we got out of the we build your website and moved towards the we help your website perform better once you already have it. So it's kind of interesting that you and I have kind of gone down that same road. And as I see it, you and I are really just creating opportunities for others because there are so many outstanding web development firms out there that uh, this is just an opportunity to share the wealth. So for everybody on this call who's in the web development industry, who's a web designer, for everybody who's listening to this on the iTunes podcast, please hear what Gary has to say because he could potentially be a great resource and a great partner for you as we get to know more about Gary and more about synchronized performance and digital branding. So, Gary, here in the Business Creators Radio Show, what we do for our listeners, we, we provide the tools, the techniques, and the strategies to help our entrepreneurial audience quickly grow their businesses. Skip the steps as much as possible that will just get in the way and slow them down and keep them on a straight path towards success. A lot of our listeners tell me they have, well, pretty much everything to accomplish this except for time and money. Now, do you see this as an issue for your clients and customers? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I really think that you, in your business there are, are things that you're strong at and things that you are not so strong at. And then there's probably some things right. that you're quite weak at. Um, like for me, for example, I'm not a designer. I just I can't do it. I'm not good at it. Yeah, right. um, it's 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 frustrating because I know what I'd like to see and it never appears that way when I open up Photoshop or Illustrator or something like that. So you know you really have a couple of options in business. You know whenever you you're struggling with time and you're struggling with money, but you need to grow. And you, right. you know, and I guess the biggest challenge that people come to me with is I have this great insert product program service here, but nobody knows about it. Yeah, they still they okay. struggle with time, they struggle with money with us, but they just they struggle with awareness. And everyone feels and everyone says, Man, if more people knew about us, then I would I would sell. You know, people would want to come buy my products or come buy my programs or my services or, or whatever I'm selling. So that's been a big challenge that, that people have come to us with. Um, they've they've said, you know, right. I need more time, I need more energy, I need more money, and how can you help me do those things? And that's something that we've been able to do that's, through smart marketing. Right. And I think that's the really that's the big difference here is it's it's smart marketing. Um, you can't just focus on one thing. 
You can't focus on, you know, a lot of people will come to us and say, I really think I need to do Facebook or do social media. And that's great. Right. You probably do need to do social media. But you can't just focus on social media. Um, some people will come, and, and I had a, um, a call with a potential client yesterday, and they said, we really need SEO. And I said, that's awesome. Everyone needs SEO. <laughs> and I said, you know, do you have analytics set up correctly? Well, I don't know. I said, oh, okay, so we need some analytics help too. They said, yeah, we probably need that too. And I said, what about your leads? Are you getting any leads? And they said, yeah, we're getting several leads. Well, are they converting the way they should be converting into buying or paying customers? Well, I don't know right. that. So the biggest, you know, the biggest things that we've been able to do is help people truly understand their marketing, put lifetime value on customers, and bring it back full circle so they know this is what I'm spending, this is what I'm making, and it's truly working for me. You couldn't be you couldn't be more on target with those comments because we see it all the time. We see folks who go on Warrior Forum and they see the uh, Warrior special offer and they get all excited about it. I know some of my own clients will see these emails that get sent out by the gurus and it's the latest WordPress plugin of the week that you either go big and buy this plugin or you might as well just go get a job. I mean, it's kind of funny that uh, the, the marketing messages that are out there. Now, the fact that people are thinking about taking action on this tells us that we have smart marketers helping people see the right opportunities. But you have so much of this stuff coming at you. How do you know it's really going to be effective for your business? And how do you know that this is really the one that if you pass it up, you might as well get a job, or if this is just something that would actually cause more problems and more logistics for your business than actual success? You're real quickly here, I know a lot of our audience will frequently hear and frequently say things like, I need more traffic to my website. Well, what is traffic mm -hmm. to your website? When I hear the word traffic, Gary, I think of the reasons why I got out of the J-O-B world and started a business that I run out of my home. It's because that's the one thing I want to avoid is traffic. I mean, when I hear traffic, yep. I hear, <laughs> what I would prefer myself is visitors to my webpage. I don't care if I get a million visitors to my webpage or a hundred visitors to my webpage. If I get a hundred visitors to my webpage that are pre-qualified, prepped and pumped and ready to take action, that is sometimes better than a million visitors to my webpage who we just got at random through whatever advertisements or whatever splashing things out on social media or any mass market messages. So this is where I think that where you have to share with us today is really going to come into play. And I know that you and I have had a number of conversations on the phone and on Facebook and at Suzanne Evans' events, and you've mentioned the phrase synchronized performance to me so many times. Now, what exactly does that term mean? Well, what it is is, is Google, for the first time in, I want to say it was 13 years, it may have been 11 years, but for the first time in, in a long time, they rewrote their whole algorithm. And what okay. that means is, in, in layman terms, when you go to Google and you type something in and you hit the little search button, you're ultimately asking Google a question. And this right. is the first time since, I think it was maybe 2002, so maybe 11 years, that they've rewritten the core functions of what happens when you hit the search button. And Google okay. said, we want you to be real. We don't want you to play games with us anymore. We want you to really be a, a real business. Now, you can be a home-based business, right. or you can be a franchise, or you can be a, a multi-level marketing business. You can be a real business and, and be one of those types of businesses, and that's fine. 
you don't all have to be, you know, Apple or, or Coke or, or, you know, some company like that. So they said, we want you to be a real business. And what that meant was we want people in the news or media talking about you. We want people talking okay. about you on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on MySpace, which is, is making a small little comeback. Um, you know, we want people right. checking in at your business through Yelp or writing a review on TripAdvisor about you. So look at all the relevant factors depending on what type of business you are, and we want people to talk about you. They said we want you to write real legitimate content. We don't want you to just you know, write a blog or, or quickly throw up a piece of content that may not make sense for the reader. We want people to really be interested. We want them to comment on your blog or to share your blog with their friends. You know, we want direct um, brand queries into the search engines. So you know, people looking for us, they want people to type in interactivity digital directly into the search engines and find us. We want to know that people right. are happy when they find your website. So all of those things together create the performance that you truly need. So if your goal is traffic or leads or money or whatever your goal is, it ultimately all boils down to money in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, the, there are some people who want visitors, and those are some companies that may have not figured out how to monetize yet, and it's just the number of users or visitors they have, and that's, that's fine. Um, so if any of you are listening, that, that's good. But for most people that are in business, it's, your goal is to make money, and that's what you have to do. So by utilizing all of these individual tactics together, that's when you can really generate performance, and that's the, that's the brand theme behind us. It's what we believe in, and it's, it's to answer your question just a second ago, Adam, that you said, you know, how do I know which one to buy or which service to buy or which tactic to buy? Well, you kind of need to buy them all. But you need to find a partner that you know and trust and a partner that can help you and guide you through that process, a partner that can have your best interests in mind. And there are several partners out there. Um, and someone that will tell you, you know, hey, you have a really good linking structure, but we need some more content. Or, hey, you've got amazing content. We need people to actually see your content and, and comment on it and share it and tweet about it and Facebook post about it. So it's someone that understands synchronized performance and gets to the bottom of making it truly work for you. Um, so you're sitting there and you're wondering, you know, should I just concentrate on Facebook? And yes, you honestly should be concentrating on Facebook, maybe on Twitter if your audience is there, maybe on LinkedIn if your audience is there. But at the end of the day, you need to do a little bit of everything. It's like, I mean, honestly, imagine if, if Walmart sold nothing but toilet paper and paper towels. That's all they sold. You don't want to just go to the toilet paper and paper towel store and then have to go to the beef store, then have to go to the chicken store, and then have to go to the cereal store. You want to go – the reason why Walmart is so popular and so successful today is because Walmart is – it's kind of a one-stop shop. It's, it's where you can find everything. It's a convenience factor. Same thing plays into Google. Google is in business in order to provide you convenience. Now, they're in business to make money. We all need to realize that. But they're in business to honestly provide convenience, and that's what, that's what the whole purpose is. So you go to Google, and you ask Google a question, and you find an answer. You find the answer you're actually looking for. 
you go to Walmart to buy your toilet paper or your paper towel, and you happen to find that you need some meat or you need some batteries or you need some deodorant or whatever else you want, it's a convenience factor. And that's where synchronized right. performance really shines is the full convenience around it. It's it's knowing that everything you need is going to be taken care of. It's not just about driving traffic, but it's about making sure your analytics are right, making sure that your um, audience is um, converting, making sure that the people who sign up for your email list are opening the emails and then turning around and, and actually purchasing or buying your products or services. And I do think we have Adam back now. I rambled on just a moment because we lost you. <laughs> uh, Gary, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. I, I, I asked a couple questions and didn't hear you, so I decided to keep talking until you got back. <laughs> Gary, this, this is why I had you on here, and this, is, uh, and this is just testament to what a great, powerful topic this is and how there's so much to say here. For our listeners, this is just one of those real funny stories. I'm in Las Vegas right now. Uh, I was here for Armin Morin's webcamp live, and I'm also getting ready to move here, actually. In fact, just yesterday I put in a deposit on my new place I'm moving to in four weeks. So here I am. I'm sitting in a hotel. And about five minutes before we go in the air, my Internet starts going down. Now, fortunately, there's a landline here in the hotel room, so I dialed into the landline. And, Gary, you remember right before we got on the line, there was a little bit of static in the line. I started to get more clear, more clear, more clear. And then, um, you know, we started the show great. And then while you were defining synchronized performance, so I can't wait to go back and listen to the play replay of this on iTunes myself so that I can hear everything you had to say. Uh, my landline dropped off. My Internet dropped off. Everything dropped off. And, uh, and I actually got locked out of Blog Talk Radio as the host. So, um, so here I am as a guest. I mean, it's just, it's just funny how that works sometimes. So I'm actually a guest on my own radio show right now. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Right, 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 right. So, so here, so here we are, and uh, and so we're just going to keep going here. We still have a ton of information for uh, for the share. So let's go ahead with this now. This everything you've shared with us, and everything that I can't wait to go back and hear you share with us, is something that I know a lot of people struggle with. How do they all these pieces fit together? We've talked about, as you said yourself, you know, people say, "Well, yeah, I need to be on Facebook, and that's great. I need to be on LinkedIn. That's awesome. I'm on LinkedIn. I need to be on." Uh, Instagram, I need to be on Pinterest, I need to have an email list, I need more traffic to my website, all of it. Now, the question is how to make all these pieces fit together. I mean, even me to a certain extent. I do my best to make my email marketing support my social media and vice versa, for example. Now, let's say someone came to you and they wanted to know they have all these pieces out there. That, so they've done a lot of the things they're supposed to be doing or they're doing a lot of the things they're supposed to be doing, but they need to start getting these things synchronized. They can really start leveraging this and start getting successful. Where would they start? I'll, I'll say a couple of things. The first thing you want to start on is you want to figure out what's truly going on. So you want to, you want to get to the bottom of, you know, maybe you sit here and you say, I have 3,000 people on my email list. Well, how many of those people have opened one of your emails in the last six months? Right. You know, we, we really have a policy in our office, and we check our egos at the door because it doesn't matter how big it is if it doesn't work. Right. So you could have 3,000 on your list, and if 200 people are opening your emails, or maybe you've had 500 people open them in the last six months, and you're sending out every single week, you honestly have a list of 500 people. That's true. And people forget that. They just say, man, I've got 3,000 people. I'm, I'm good. That's awesome. So we get everything down to the bare bones and what's truly working. So that's the first thing. Okay. You 
The second thing you do is you boil down to the, the ultimate goal that you have. So I had one of my clients come to me and tell me that they want to grow their email list. Okay. And that's their goal. And, and I said, well, well, why do you want to grow your email list? And they said, well, right. they want to make more money through email. And I said, okay, okay, so you want a better list. Okay. Said, would you be happy if you had X amount of people on your list and the same amount as you have today, but they responded better? And they said, well, same yeah. And I said, okay, so that's your ultimate goal. Your ultimate goal right now is to make more money through email. Sure. So it's really boil it down to get rid of all the – I won't call them frivolous goals, but get rid of all the superficial goals and boil it down to what you truly want. Right. What that one thing is that you really, really want and you really, really need, whatever that is. It could be more money. It could be more leads. It could be more email subscribers. Whatever those goals are, get them down on paper. And then get all your numbers down on paper so you know where you stand because you've got to develop a baseline. From there, it's it's keep your ego hung on that little coat rack at your front door and get to work. Um, you know, we have a client and, and we work with a lot of different industries. We definitely work with some some people in the coaching and info marketing space. We work with hotels, we um, we work with some e commerce websites. Um, and one of our favorite clients, and we have a ton, but it, it's because they're so unique. They're a family-owned prom dress boutique in Chicago. They've been in business okay. for over 20 years, and they happen to be the largest prom boutique in the United States. Right. So they have about 20,000 dresses in stock, which if you think of your local little prom boutique or your dress store, no one has 20,000 dresses in stock. <laughs> you know, I think most of them don't have any dresses in stock. They place right. orders and then they have this, the, them shipped to them. I know every time I've been in a wedding, uh, as the best man or the groomsman or whatever, there's this whole thing where you have to go get fitted for your tux, and then the tux shows up the day before the wedding, and you hope that goodness gracious the thing fits because otherwise they've got to rush to get you another one. So 20 prom dresses in stock, all i got to say, Gary, is prom wow. Yeah, wow. 20,000 prom dresses in stock. So they're huge. Wow. So we started working with them in halfway through December of 2011, and this was about the time that if any of you are internet marketers out there, you and I say the word penguin and panda, you know what I'm talking about. Um, those yeah. are some, some penalties or some adjustments that Google made, and they got hit or slapped as the um, industry lingo was. So they were kind of in a little bit of a downward spiral, and they said, hey, we need some help. What are we going to do? So they came to us, and they said, we'd like to hire you, and they gave us a budget, and we said, sure, we can work with that budget. Um, I will mention that that budget's grown 500% over the past almost two years. Right. And, and what happened was they actually ranked really, really well for words like prom dresses, and you would think based on all your keyword research, wow, that's the best word in the world, and it is the best word for traffic volume. So what we did is right. we really dug into analytics. We really dug into everything that we needed to do, and we found out what someone typed in that actually purchased a dress. So if you think of a funnel and a sales funnel or a search funnel or any kind of funnel, the things that hit the top, only so many of them will actually drip down all the way to the bottom. And if you can okay. insert something lower in the funnel, then the more likely it is to drip out. Kind of makes sense to everyone, right? 
so far. So prom dresses was at the top of the funnel. Those were these girls that – teenage girls, and they said, I need a prom dress. So they would go search for prom dresses, and they would start clicking around and clicking around and clicking around. And then they said, ooh, I want a sexy prom dress. Okay, I so see where you're going. They keep going. searching for sexy prom dresses. Then they found out that they like Sherry Hill prom dresses, which is a designer, very popular designer. So Sherry Hill prom dresses is a little lower down the funnel. And then they would find out that they want a Sherry Hill dress 18782 or whatever the style or model number was. The people right. who typed that in would buy because what we also found out they were doing is they were going to their local little dress boutiques, going in there, trying on some dresses, figuring out what size they were and what they liked. And then they would go home and go to the internet and go to buy the dress from somebody who had it in stock because their local designer didn't have it. Or the local okay. little dress shop didn't have it. So here's what happened, um, and, and I'm going to share some real numbers here with everyone. Great. Our traffic actually went down for this client. So we actually lost visitors to their website because we changed what we were doing. Um, over the, the period of the year, we only grew in visitors by 14%, and whenever I say we lost visitors, whenever we really got into season, we were down in visitors. So, okay. so far in 2013, we've grown their traffic by 14%. So overall, okay. the beauty of that is we've grown their revenue by 87%. Uh, okay, I'm listening, and I'm sure our listeners are listening now, so give it to us, Gary. So, so they did in 2012 between January 1 and October 7. I'm pulling live numbers right now as we speak. They did $1.9 in revenue online that we could track through Google Analytics e-commerce tracking. Great. January 1 to October 7, 2013, they've done 3.6 million. Okay. That's And what we did impressive. is we, we found the customer. So we said, forget about traffic. Put your ego at the door. Who cares if you rank on the first page for the word prom dresses? Nobody's buying anyway. Let's go and truly figure out the customer who wants to spend their money today, and let's target that customer. Now, I'll mention here, we did absolutely no advertising for this client, so we did not spend a dime on ads. We did work with them on their social media, and we did work with them on their email marketing to bring some guest customers back, but we spent okay. no money on physical advertising, and we generated an 87% increase in revenue. So… You know, how do you how does it all work and what do you focus on? You focus on what will get you results. You focus on the end goal and you do a substantial amount of research to determine what someone is truly interested in. If, you know, Adam, you said you're moving to Vegas and you just signed a lease on a new apartment or condo. You knew just what yesterday. you wanted. Yeah, you yeah. knew what you wanted. You wanted an apartment or condo, you probably had some kind of a location in mind. You knew yep. how many bedrooms you wanted. You knew what your price budget was. So you knew all these yep. things. So somebody presents you with something that fits all of your requirements, you're likely to say yes. If I would have shown you a penthouse on the strip that was $30,000 a month, you would have probably looked at me and said, Gary, that's awesome, but that's not what I'm looking for. You're right. That's exactly what I was. I was said, "Wow, to live in a penthouse on the strip." But 
no, that's not what I want this year. Right. It, you're exactly right. So that's, that's how you have to look at your marketing. Um, you know, we have another client, and they're getting a bunch of traffic off of one of their blogs. Amazing amounts of traffic. But that customer isn't their ideal customer. So they wrote the wrong piece of content. You, can't, you don't just delete the piece of content. So we have to create something that that customer may want. Okay. So it's, it's really it's a lot of analysis in digital marketing. Everybody thinks it's, you know, let me post some blogs or let me, let me do this or let me do that. And, you know, at the root of everything, it's analysis and research. You know, it's the same right. reason why you, they figured out that putting gum on an aisle at a checkout aisle at a grocery store or, or pharmacy, if there's gum there, people will buy it. They put it there for a reason, and it's so people will buy it. They're not putting, exactly. um, you know, they're not putting, I don't know, whatever else, uh, the stock of vitamins sitting right there. People <laughs> aren't impulse buying vitamins. You know, people do come to the drugstore or whatever to buy some vitamins, but they're not putting them there. You know, you don't put at a gas station, you don't put the beer cooler right at the checkout counter. The beer cooler's in the back. Some people want beer, some people don't. Everybody likes to buy gum or likes to buy, you know, some little novelty something as they're checking out or a piece of candy. So it's it's all about getting into the head of the ideal consumer. Being able to do your research and develop your personas or profiles of an ideal consumer. And then target the ideal consumer, give them exactly what they want, and honestly hope like hell that they buy it. Yeah, that's true too. So and, and you track it to a T. And if they're not buying it, you show them something else. If they are buying it, then you keep moving and you keep growing and growing. And that's how – this is a large-scale case study, but that's how you can grow your revenue by 87% in a year. That's how you can right. you know, grow your traffic. And you know, if I looked at a client and I said your traffic's up 14%, there's no way they would have increased their budget 500%. 14% traffic increase isn't bad. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But it's definitely not a 500% budget increaser. No, no, not by any means. Not by any means. And I think another mistake that people make a lot of times when it comes to doing this or taking this approach is they'll try some grand strategy, and then if that first strategy doesn't work, they'll spend way too much time on analysis paralysis, like what went wrong, what, who screwed up, who dropped the ball, and. Maybe nobody dropped the ball at all. Maybe this was just one of those 20,000 versions of the light bulb that Thomas Edison had to not have work before he found the one that did work. What we do with our clients over here is, you know, we'll try a strategy, but then we'll also already have planned, if this works, what's the next step? And we'll also have planned, if this doesn't work, what's the next step? So instead of spending two weeks trying to figure out who screwed up, who dropped the ball, yep. what went wrong, where did we miss things, we say, okay, all right, so this didn't work because X, so now let's move on to this next thing. And that's a momentum. You just have to keep going. And what I'm hearing in your comments here, Gary, is that that's part of the whole idea of synchronized performance, which is having that plan and knowing what the next step is going to be or being ready to figure out the next step pretty quickly to keep your business moving forward. Am I right about that? Yeah, you're right. And, and realizing and understanding that only 20% of what you try is actually going to work. The other 80%, right. you tried it, and it didn't work. That's a very so, interesting statistic, and I want to pull that out. You just said about 20% of what you're going to try will actually work the way you hoped. Is that what I heard you say? Yep, 
you're exactly right. And I, and I think that's really true in business overall. You know, it, it's true in your marketing. It's true in everything. And then you also have to realize that not everything is 100% trackable. So if you send a postcard right. this week and you run some Facebook ads and you pick up the phone and call some people, everyone may respond to your phone call. And everyone may right. say on the phone, sure, Adam, I'd love to have a consultation with you or I'd love to work with you. Everyone right. may respond that way. But maybe, just maybe, it's because they got your ad on Facebook. Or maybe it's right. because they got an email from you before. So you can't just you can't attribute everything to one individual tactic. That's you know, true. I think there's some marketing trends out there that say that you have to show you have to see a message seven times before it actually resonates. And different types yeah, of Yeah, I, tend, I tend to believe that one. Yeah. So, you know, it's if you're not use, utilizing multiple tactics, then only one message is going to be shown. You're going to get a phone call, or you're going to see a Facebook post, or you're going to get an email. So, if you send out an email once a week, then you have to email them, and hopefully they open your email seven weeks right. before you'll get it to resonate. By then, your product, program, or service is already gone. But if you can hit right. them on social media and through the phone and direct mail and Google and um, Facebook ads and email and a voice broadcast, if you can hit them through all those things, then you could have those seven touches in a day or two or three. Yeah, I see what you, I see what you mean. So we are talking about an average of seven touches, which is something that I believed in for a long time. And what you're saying here in terms of synchronized performance is the idea of coming at them from several different angles. The story I like to tell all the time is I have people who are on my email subscription list, and then I'll get the notice that they unsubscribe from my list, and I'm thinking, you jerk, I thought we were friends. But, you know, it's their right to unsubscribe. But the next thing you know, I get an email from them that says, you know, I, I love what you're doing on LinkedIn. I can't wait for your post. It, it's awesome. I read your stuff all the time. And can we talk about X, Y, or Z, whatever it is they want to talk about that's business-related? So yep. what I learned through that is that people will consume your message in different ways, and it's important to meet them where they are. Uh, what I discovered through that trend is maybe some of my best potential customers don't necessarily want to get lots and lots and lots of emails. And I do send a lot of emails to my list. Not only do I not apologize for it, but I'm proud of it because that's why we're successful as we are. But I also right. recognize that a lot of my best potential customers, my best prospects, really like to consume things in bites on social media, such as Facebook, such as LinkedIn. So I make sure that everything goes out through those channels as well. In fact, most of the listeners on the Business Creators Radio Show are catching us because they saw things, according to my statistics from the past several episodes, most of them come either from Facebook or from a message we send to our subscribers 15 minutes before the broadcast that says, we're about ready to go, get on. Yep, I believe that. Yeah, those, those, are, those are the two most trackable things. And the other thing you have to bear in mind, too, and before we move on to our next question, which is going to be a really, really important question for everybody, uh, another point I want to make is you are absolutely right. Not everything can be tracked down to a T. Uh, some systems, such as one shopping cart, which I know I use and a lot of other people use, have these things called ad trackers. And what the ad tracker will tell you is what is the most recent ad tracker they passed through before they took the action, such as opt into your list, buy the product, what have you. So it gives you an intelligence 
in terms of where were they when they made the decision? Because that can give you insights into what, where you got that conversion. Another place you can get that conversion is you can pull up their email opt-in history, and you can see, well, they signed up for this freebie, they signed up for this list, they were on this webinar, they were on this teleseminar, before they purchased this, uh, before they looked at this. So you kind of get a sense of the history of the customer that way. It does sometimes take a bit of analysis, and sometimes you simply have to make educated guesses and you have to make educated assumptions based on the evidence you see. Same with if you're using a software like Clicktail, which for those of you who don't know, Clicktail is a software that films videos of people on your website and shows you their mouse behavior, their click behavior, how long they're on the site. And you can sit there for hours and hours and hours watching these videos. And eventually you're going to get a sense of what's going on. If there seems to be this one place in your sales letter that people keep jumping off after they see, if they keep bouncing off your site after that, or if this is the point where they really seem to take action, or this is the section of the letter that everybody seems to skim through, or everybody seems to read in detail, so you start to get a sense of what people need to know, what's going to help them convert. But, you know, tell me if I'm right, Gary, you're not always going to get an exact number. What you're going to get is intelligence to help you make a rational decision. Am I right about that? You're exactly right. Um, you know, you, you can look at all the data that you want, but sometimes you just have to ask people. You know, I ask people all the time, you know, why did you buy that dress or what made you purchase or why did you sign up for my list? Um, you know, all those software that you're talking about, you know, I know you're talking about one shopping cart and they give you the, the ad tracker so you can tell the last thing that made someone convert. Well, that's right. great. You know, you could. A lot of people will help you find the first reason or the first place they found you. Which, you know, why did they opt in originally? But you know, right. all those things that happen in the middle just take time and just take you know some manual processing sometimes. You know, there's, right. there's different things that speak to different people. Um, some of us like blondes, some of us like brunettes. We don't always like everyone. Right. You know, it's, it's right, what right. we're looking for at that moment. Um, sometimes there's you know, it's just the right time for us to to make that decision. Uh, maybe you know we're we're looking to buy a, you know I, I know you know something I bought recently was was something about how to do a launch and I was doing a lot of launches for clients so I bought someone's product on how to do a launch. Right, it's right. I'm familiar with that time. product too. I have it as well. So uh, yeah, because we talked about this, it's a good product in my opinion. Yeah, it and, and I'm enjoying it. It's what I needed at the time. I probably don't need it. You know, if I'm offered it next year, I don't probably don't need it again. If I was right. offered it a year ago, I definitely wouldn't have needed it because I wasn't doing launches for anyone. Right. Right. So Precis it's, precisely. Yeah, it's it's right place, right time, and and speaking to that individual customer. We call that one-to-one -one marketing to the masses. And it's getting your list segmented and getting your marketing segmented down to a T where you can market to the right person at the right time with exactly or precisely what they're looking for. That's very true. And if you're not out there trying different things, how the heck are you ever going to figure out what's going to work? And also, you hit on something that's very important. And I just want to bring this out before we jump into the next question, which is going to be, a, as I said, kind of a doozy for our audience here, is sometimes in some industries, and I know a lot of our listeners are local service providers. We're talking about accountants, attorneys, financial advisors, and these are folks where your best prospects may need you and they may know they need you, but they don't need you right now. So the importance is to build credibility, thought leadership, 
top of mind awareness. So when somebody does need you, you are the first phone call they make. And that customer or that client is yours to win or lose based on how you handle that phone call or how you handle that email. So just wanted to bring that out as well. Now, Gary, overall, what goes into creating a digital brand? We've been touching on this topic of building a digital brand and how synchronized performance gets us there. So tell me a little bit more about creating a digital brand. Your digital brand is, is your online presence. The Internet's working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's, it's there when someone's looking for it. You know, I know you just talked about attorneys. and you know, Just think about things. Think about if, right. if you get a DUI or you get a phone call that one of your friends got a DUI. Where do you go? Right. You go to the Internet. You have questions. Right. You go to the Internet and you ask the question. You, it's, it's there working for you day in and day out. Um, the only way to stay top of mind, the only way to be there is honestly to be in the game. So, you know, maybe if you're a fire and water restoration company, you know, you only need them whenever something happens. So, right. you know, you have to be a resource for them. You have to provide for your ideal customers what they're looking for and when they need it. You know, maybe it's getting outside of the box a little bit. I know um, another marketing company. They created this full piece about, and they call it real company shit, but it's this full piece about how companies make money. Okay. Because they people want to know, does Google make money or does Facebook make money or what about Twitter or what about Dropbox? So they created this full portal of how companies actually make money, and they tell you very, very simple English. Are they profitable, yes or no, and how? what's their revenue stream? Where does it come from or what different streams does it come from? So they created right. that resource, and that helps them remain top of mind for people when they, they need to hire maybe a marketing company. Um, I know you know, one of our clients, we just created this ultimate guide to kitchen knives. So you can click on a lobster, a picture of a lobster, and it will tell you what type of knife you need to use to cut a lobster or what type of knife you should use to cut bread or to cut a tomato or a pear or a mango. So it's all about being a resource <laughs> yeah. to someone. My my client sells knives, and they want to sell more kitchen knives. So they thought, and, and us together as a team said, you know, what if we created this nice, cool graphic? It's all about kitchen knives, and it's a true resource. We're not going to try to really sell you kitchen knives. We're going to give you an easy way to buy one if you'd like, but it's there as a resource. So think right. of all the resources that you need. Think of the resources that your ideal customer may need, even if it has nothing to do with your business. You know, I know my ideal customer, um, and, and there's actually a, I think a website um, developer or something that created a, a, a this big directory of of how to stop paying for certain things. So like sometimes when you buy a service and you put your little credit card number in, you just you keep getting billed over and over and over again, and you don't know how to stop. Right. So he created a resource for that. Nothing to do with his business. It was a cool showcase of what he could do, but now everybody's linking to him. Everybody's coming back to there to look at that, and when they need a web developer, he just happens to be there. So it's it's really about you know your brand is about being a resource. That's what you want to do. Sure. Your brand, you want to be a resource to someone. You want to be influential. You want to be a trusted partner. And sometimes you're going to do that in in the things that you physically do, whether you're an attorney or an accountant or a knife website or a prom dress boutique or a, a digital marketer. 
And sometimes you're going to do that outside of the space. You know, you're going to sponsor a local soccer team or you're going to give to a charity or you're going to go to a reception or a ball or another event. And it's all about okay. just being there and being a resource and being seen. So when you're writing content for your website, when you're posting on Facebook, when you're um, you know, tweeting, when you're on LinkedIn, when you're sending your emails, think about that audience and say, yes, I can be the ultimate resource on this, but these are some other things that they may need as well. And if I can help them with that, then that's going to instantly boost my credibility. True. True. I want to just tell a real quick anecdote here, and this is part of why doing these things is so important. If you think that paying attention to your digital branding or to synchronized performance is something that is not relevant to your business, that all you need to do is just keep getting traffic to your website, traffic to your website, traffic to your website, and by throwing more pots at the wall, eventually enough will stick. Or if you want to go all in on one strategy and then when it, and then when it fails, spend six months on internal planning. Uh, let me just tell you a real quick example. Uh, about a year or so ago, I was up in New York State. Uh, I, I live in Pennsylvania currently for the time being. I was up in New York State to attend a concert, and I was going across the New York State Expressway, and somewhere in West Seneca Township, a state trooper got this crazy idea in his head. I don't know where he got this idea that I was doing 77 and a 55. I mean, where do people come up with these ideas sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> so the reality is... Uh, that was over. Uh, I was uh, I was tracked at being over 20 miles over the speed limit, and I was an out-of-state driver, which might be the reason he picked on me. As, and as I finish telling the story, we'll see that it probably is the reason he picked on me. Actually, is uh, so I'm doing a lot of research. And I'm finding out all kinds of things like that. Uh, if you go, you know, X amount of miles over the speed limit, there's some kind of uh, driver responsibility assessment fee, I think they were calling it, that they can make that follow you even if you're an out-of-state driver and all this other crazy stuff. So what I also ended up doing is I started doing research online about out-of-state speeding tickets on the expressway in New York, and I found this one attorney's blog, they specialize in traffic cases, and they did some blog posts on this specific topic. And one of the pieces of, of advice that they gave, which was not official legal advice, you must constantly, you know, you know, that sort of thing. But still right. what they said was they presented a story of a client of theirs that got helped because they went to the local town office and they entered a plea that was called it was called not guilty without personal appearance, request no points. And I'm thinking, I've never heard of this plea before. Not guilty without personal appearance, request no points. And what that was, that was code for, I'm willing to settle as long as this doesn't ding my insurance and it doesn't ding my points. So well, I contacted the township office, and I, and I explained my situation, and lo and behold, the woman said, look, look, look here, here's what you do. Uh, you write us a letter, and you plead not guilty without personal appearance, request no points, and say some nice stuff about the officer or whatever. So I did that, and then next thing you know, I get a letter back from the town prosecutor, and they say, we received your plea, and we recommend that you plead guilty to running a stop sign and parking too far from the curb. So I wrote back, uh, and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, that's what I was telling the officer. I was too far from the curb, and I'm sorry I ran that stop sign on the New York State Expressway. Dang it, well, fade all along. So I pledged <laughs> that, and I didn't get any points. But the issue is, is 
because that attorney took a little bit of time to post something on their blog to work on their digital brand. Even though they're an attorney serving a local market, they could potentially have somebody coming in from anywhere. Now, if I was in a situation where this backfired on me and I had to go all the way up to New York State to stand in court and beg for mercy so I don't get slapped with six points over, you know, a misunderstanding, then uh, what attorney do you think I probably would have called? Exactly right. Exactly. It's that's, attorney that I mean, that's a simple resources. point, but it's one that gets missed all the time. So if you're not doing your digital brand, this is just one example of an opportunity that just flies right by you. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. And and in all honesty, anytime you need an attorney in the state of New York, that's probably who's going to remain top of mind for you. I have it bookmarked. If I if I ever if I'm ever on a New York State Expressway and there are any other such misunderstandings in the future, uh, that's exactly where I'm going to go. Yep, you're 100% correct. Yeah, yeah. So so what else can you tell us about uh, you know digital branding in the sense of you know how we bring things together? Because again, we have so many things that we're trying to do, and we have every guru saying if you're not on. X network, you're not doing this with your list, you're not doing this with webinars, it's going to be the death knell for business, and you might as well quit. Do as much as you can do, but do it well. Okay. So don't try to do everything if you can't do everything. If you're short on time and you're short on money, then pick a few tactics that where your audience is and that you can do an amazing job at. Maybe for some, it's I'm going to send out a weekly email, and I'm going to write a weekly blog, and I'm going to post on Facebook every day. Right. That's fine. You know, that's, that's fine. Maybe some people say, you know what, I'm going to be on Twitter, and that's all I can do is I can be on Twitter because my audience is on Twitter. That's fine too. Just find some tactics and find some, some areas where your audience is and some ways you can communicate and resonate with that audience, and just do it well. Don't half-ass it. Don't don't do it part-time. Don't get busy and say, man, I don't have any time for this this week. I've got to go outside and smoke a cigar so I can't write my blog. Just do <laughs> Hold yourself accountable and, and make sure that you keep doing it because the moment you stop is the moment that people start to find someone else that will do what, what you were doing for them. Or you right. know, maybe they were just there. They're in the wings just kind of lurking and watching. They open that email every time you send one, and they kind of read what you got to say, and they don't need you yet, but they may need you in the future. And and you stop, and they say, huh, well, maybe they're not doing that anymore. Maybe I need to go find someone else. Or they just so simply – or or just simply somebody else steps in and does it, and that other person is who, who has the top of where mine is at the moment. I mean I can do – I mean when I was looking for my place here – in Las Vegas, I did months of research and spoke with a number of realtors. But the the realtor who kept nagging me, saying, "When are when are you going to look at my listings? When are you going to give me this information?" She's the one that got my business. Yep, you're exactly right. You're exactly yeah, right. There, so, there are many just as good, but there was one who said, "You said you were going to send me that email. Where's that email? Or I right. need this information for you so I can do this search. Uh, can you find out the answers to these questions so I can go out to these property owners and get some things lined up for you?" That's the one who exactly. got my business. So exactly right. We're coming. Yeah. So we're coming near the top of the hour here. We have about uh, we have about six or so minutes left yet, and I know that uh, there are a number of listeners right now who are probably on the edge of their seats just with some of the great information you've shared with us today. So where can someone go if they want to get more help with these topics? 
Um, I mean, there's there's a ton of resources online. Um, you know, we on on Facebook, on Twitter, on Google Plus, LinkedIn, our blog, we share a lot of details and a lot of information. Um, it's right. not always ours. We share our competitors' information. We share industry knowledge. Um, so, you know, what I say is at Twitter, we're at interactivity. That's I-N-T-E-R-A-C-T-I-V-I-T-Y. And then right. if you go to Facebook, it's facebook.com slash interactivitydigital. Um, you can go to our website, which is interactivitydigital.com. Scroll to the bottom, Great. and you can sign up to get our email newsletter, or you can um, – um, you know, see our social media profiles there to our Google Plus or you know Facebook or, or Twitter account. You can follow me personally. Um, I am the CEO and founder. Um, I'm Gary L. Henderson um, at Twitter. So I, I'm tweeting right. about five or six times a day, all on this type of stuff. Um, and I'm always here to help. Um, that's one of the things that I say is you know be a resource and don't don't be shy. So if you have a question, reach out and ask me. You know, we have a contact form on our website that comes directly to me. I answer every single one of those emails. So if you're sitting here and you're like, man, I, Gary, I really liked what you talked about here, but, but how do I do X, Y, or Z? Then, then shoot me an email, and I'll respond to you, and I'll do my best to help you. Um, it's, it's not – you know, in life, it's not necessarily what you know. It's who you know, and I love to right. network. I love to meet people, and I love to help people out. Right. Right. One of the goals of the Business Creators Radio Show, for those of us who are new to us and those of us who have been following us for a minute here, is we're really big on connections. And the reason we created the Business Creators Radio Show is because we want to let you know, whether you're an entrepreneur, a small to medium-sized business owner, or you're somebody who helps entrepreneurs and small medium-sized business owners succeed at the game of marketing, to win at the game of marketing, you are not alone there are people to help. There are resources available to you. And we look to connect you with the resources, with the experts, with the people who have traveled the road upon which you are now embarking. When you go to businesscreatorsradioshow.com and you look at all of our episodes, links to the item on our menu bar says meet our guest experts. And you'll see all of the guest experts, including Gary, are lined up there. And you'll see all the interviews we've done with them. And you also see their bio and you also see links to find them on social media. So Gary is you know, my personal experience with Gary over the past several months, and I've known him for some time now. He's a very accessible guy, very helpful, very interested in what people have to say and sharing and giving. And if anything that we've said today about synchronized performance or building your digital brand is something you're prepared to act on now, then you absolutely want to reach out to Gary Henderson through those various networks here. And if you could just tell us just very briefly uh, some of what they'll find at interactivitydigital.com in terms of some of the ways that your company helps people just so that people get a sense of what they can look forward to when they reach out to you. Yeah, you're going to find an overview of our services. Um, you're going to find our blog, which does stay updated quite frequently. Um, you're going to find right. some of our case studies. You're going to find okay. information on how to contact us. Um, you know, it's it's really just a resource. Um, I'd say the, the best ways to reach out and, and to interact with us would be through Twitter or Facebook because we have dedicated people that keep those up to date with so much industry knowledge. You know, if we right. see a, an article that's, that resonates with us, we're sharing it. Um, it doesn't matter who it comes from. It can be from our biggest competitor or, or whatnot. If it's a good piece of content, I'm going to share it because I think my audience deserves to see it. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's another point I want to make to folks is don't be afraid 
of your competition. In fact, I tell folks all the time, don't be afraid to speak to your competition and be seen speaking with your competition because in many cases, your competition are some of the leaders in the industry that you want to be a leader in. And the more you are seen by others through social media or through any form of digital marketing that leads to your digital branding, communicating with industry leaders in the niche where you're going to find your best prospects and clients, the more you are seen as one of those industry leaders. And it just raises your credibility. Yeah, I agree there. And then, you know, the other thing that I'll talk about is we can't all work with everyone. You know, right. I know, Adam, you and I do a lot of the same services, and if I have a That's client in a, in a particular space like the prom dress industry, I can't work with another prom dress client. Right. You know, I have in my agreements that I will not represent another prom dress client. I have, I have one of those with my client who works in the dating and seduction industry, and I get people who contact me all the time to say, I see all this great stuff you do with Ross Jeffries. Can you help me? And I say, sorry, I, I'm exclusive with him in terms of this industry and this niche, but I would put out your name as somebody who may be able to help them because you know, you're somebody who renders services in many cases similar to mine and you know, maybe a different way than we do, but a lot of it is fairly similar. And you know, this is an opportunity for us to help each other in business. Also, there is such a thing, and for our listeners, I think many of you know what I'm talking about, where a prospect may be a great prospect for your business, but they're not necessarily a great prospect for you. And if you have a friendly competitor, you can refer those two, then you are doing that prospect who you just for whatever reason just can't serve a great service, and they will thank you for it, and they will keep you in mind for other things because things do change as as life goes on. Well, and you never know when you need help. I mean, I've I've called my competitors before, and I've said, hey, I've got this problem. I just can't figure it out. Can you help me? And they've been willing to help me because I've sent them a lead before or something right. like that. You know, I feel that you have to give someone something before you ask for something. That's true. So you know, if, if something comes my way and, and I can help someone out, I'm more than happy to help them out because in the future I may need a little help back. Absolutely. You know, so I, and it's, it's just good karma. I mean, and who doesn't love some good karma? Oh, I'll take all the karma I can get, especially these days. So believe me, <laughs> believe believe me. I'm about. To, I mean, is that is you know, you and I chatted about yesterday, and uh, as people were starting to see now, I'm about four weeks away from moving across three time zones. I have uh, I have plenty of uh, of uh, karma that I could use right now. So we're right here at the top of the hour. Um, Gary Henderson, Interactivity Digital, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Business Creators Radio Show. You've given us a wealth of knowledge that we're going to benefit from greatly. So, again, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check us out at businesscreatorsradioshow.com, and make sure to look up Business Creators Radio Show on iTunes. And every five-star rating is greatly appreciated because it helps us reach more people and help others. So, again, thank you very much, everybody, and have a great day. Take care.